Good evening and welcome to KLE, Kingdom Leadership Equipping, where a new generation of leaders are equipped in kingdom principles for living and leading. Hey, this is Sean Smith. We are um, live tonight, Wednesday night, and we are talking about the local church. I'd love to um, get some input from some other people. And this is a real sacred cow in many people's eyes, the way it's done, um, where they meet, how they sit, um, how the meetings are conducted, who's in charge, da da wada wada And, um, you know, there's we need to understand the, the concept of church, what the church is about, who is the church, um, how it operates, um, what is its structure, how the authority, leadership structure works, how does leadership work. Specifically, that's what we are looking at, but it, it's good to get some clarity on certain issues regarding the church that, um, that sort of takes the the religiosity out of it, and so that we get down to doing and being who we are supposed to be. The problem is, is that we're so busy going to church that we forget to be the church. And that is ultimately, of course, what God's and Jesus' goal and objective was and is. Uh, the simple fact of the matter is it's the church is God's way of bringing um, reflecting the manifold, his manifold wisdom into the earth to reflect who he is, um, it, and that's through the church. And, um, and we're going to look at some scriptures regarding that. We're going to break some of these things down and give some clarity over the next few Wednesdays. I'm referring um, a lot to a, a book, a resource book that I have obtained um, and studied that um, – that was from a church in um, that is from a church in Jubilee. So any Jubileans that are um, uh, from the family of Jubilee, um, hey, uh, just a shout out and a big hello to you, and thank you so much for your kindness and your friendship over the past number of years that we were there. And uh, this is understanding the local church a Jubilee leadership training resource by Mark, Michael Puffett and Andy Faulkner. And, um, and so we're going to be looking at a couple of these points that um, I really believe are pertinent. I really believe is something that we need to, we need to um, look at and come to an understanding of these things in uh, today's generation specifically um, and, uh, and get some clarity. Hey, to all my brothers out in Africa, and this is some training for you as well, and I pray that uh, this will be a blessing to you, mostly because just today I had um, a leader um, speaking to me and asking me questions about leadership, and he just said, in the rural areas, we just do not get enough training. So that's really one of the reasons I do this. I get on these podcasts is to actually get this information out. Um, not to, you don't need any more messages, man. You're getting preached. Um, you know, the guys are out there preaching like it's going out of fashion. So you're getting plenty preaching, plenty of, of the Bible, plenty um, subjects and topics, etc. But just down-to-earth teaching and explanation, what to do and how to do it, 
um, is necessary. And that's what we're going to do is, is a good breakdown of some of these things. I'm going to be challenging some of the thought processes, but that's what kingdom leadership equipping is about. It's actually about challenging some mindsets because a kingdom leadership is about having a kingdom mindset, not a religious mindset, not an organizational mindset. And where we're stuck in our old ways of doing things and it's not working, we need to rethink, relook at what was Jesus' will and what is his will and what is his way for this to happen. So let's first of all look at what is the church. The Bible says that the church um, explains it as the Greek word ecclesia. And uh, that's spelled E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. And so Ecclesia was a very secular word at the time of Jesus. It was a common Greek word um, that they used to um, describe a, a bunch of called out uh called out ones or called together ones. And so at that point in time, it was under Roman uh, control. And so um, Ecclesia was the, the, or the, um, the uh, senators from, from um, fr the Roman sen senators would gather together in Rome and that was an Ecclesia. And then any time that uh, Romans got together in representation of Rome, it was the Ecclesia. And so the word wouldn't have, the word church or Ecclesia would not have made any sense in any form or fashion before the time, um, before that time when Jesus walked, because nobody would have understood what Jesus was talking about. But Jesus used that term ecclesia and so did Paul. And what it did was it defined exactly what they were talking about is that, you know, we are the called out together ones. So we call, we, we have times when we call out of where we are to gather together and to go back again. And, um, uh, yeah, so they would, they would, <clears throat> get together, discuss things, and this was the Ecclesia. So in Ephesians chapter 5, talking about the church, in verse 25, um, Paul says this. He says, Husbands, love your wives, seek the highest good for her, surround her with a caring, unselfish love, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Right there, of course, is, is something that we really need to pay attention to, is that the admonishment is to husbands to love their wives, to seek their highest good uh, for her and surround her with caring, unselfish love, just as Christ also loved the church. And, and somehow we seem to have lost that. We seem to uh, it's better to bash the church. Um, you know, people are bashing the church. Uh, getting down on it, judging the church, trying to uh, nitpick, trying to condemn, uh, you know, constantly reminding her how bad she is. One of the defining moments in my life and ministry was when Jesus said, what are you doing to my bride? It is his bride. And, and it says that just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, he sacrificed himself so that he might sanctify the church, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Verse 27, so that in turn he might present the church to himself 
in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she, sh- sh- that she would be holy, set apart for God and blameless. And shouldn't that be our objective as well as leaders? We should be working hard at loving the church, sacrificing, giving ourselves up. It's not about us. It's about them. And so that he might sanctify her. And we need to sanctify his bride, cleansing her with the washing of the water with the word, so that in turn he might present her to himself as a in glorious splendor. Husbands want their wives, you know, to, to shine, then that's what they've got to do. And the same way we've got to present the church to Christ. He he did that to present the church to himself in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she would be wholly set apart for God and blameless. We, we're trying to do it opposite to what Jesus did. And Jesus loved the church and gave himself up for it. And, and we're trying to do the opposite to, to get the church to be holy and blameless. It doesn't work. And so this is a mindset we've got to change. This is a principle of, of leadership and, and, uh, and working with, the, with, with his bride, uh, <laughs> with his wife, um, as if it is, we, we need to get this in our minds. This changed my whole mindset, my whole approach to, to working with the church of Jesus Christ. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, Paul says this. He says, do, do you not know and understand that you, the church, are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells permanently in you collectively and individually? So the Spirit of God dwells in the in, in the church, which is the temple of God. You are the church, not, not the building. Not, not, uh, all of us collectively are the church. So we've got to understand, he says, do you not know and understand? And, and I think that concept has also been lost because it's, you know, it's become like nearly ticking the box kind of thing that we have to go to the building. Uh, we have to sit in the pew. We have to we have to have four songs and a hymn and a and a, a poem and a, and a couple of announcements and 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 there's got to be great, lots of preaching. You know, is like we've lost the sense that to to know and understand that the church, you the church, are the temple of God. We are, you are, and that the Spirit of God dwells in us permanently collectively and individually. That's what binds us together as the church. So a couple of things I, I just want to point out here. Let's look at another. There's a few um, types of churches that is reflected in, in, the, um, in the Bible. Okay, so again, you can go and check this out in Scripture, but there's the church in, in, a, in the house. We see this in Romans 16, verse 5, and 1 Corinthians 16, 19. So in Romans 16, 5, in the Amplified Bible, he says, uh, also greet the church that meets in their house. And uh, um, so the, the, the gathering, the ecclesia, the, the representation of Christ was meeting in their house. And uh, so they didn't have a, a million-dollar building. They just met in the house. And this is going to become very, very prevalent in the days ahead. I, I really, this is something God's been laying on my heart for some time. 
we we've got house meetings, we've got cell groups, we've got home groups. There's all sorts of life meetings, but this is going to become the um, the way the church functions in in the future. Uh, listen to me and and get ready for it. There needs to be a mind shift in this area because this is going to become necessary in the future. I'm telling you now. Um, if you go to places like China and Iran where there's huge persecution, that's what they do. They meet in the house. They cannot meet in buildings because they are persecuted. So they meet in homes and uh, and God is moving powerfully in 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 that whole situation that they're experiencing. So in 1 Corinthians 16, 19, it says the churches um, the, together with the church that meets in the house. So Aquila and Priscilla or Prisca, the Amplified says, together with the church that meets in the house, send you their warm greetings in the Lord. And so um, again, you know, and that's just one of a few. Um, you also can find, it's interesting that Acts 2, 2, and suddenly a sound came from heaven like a rushing violent wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. So the introduction of the supernatural birthing of the church of Jesus Christ, or the birthing of this of this uh, new covenant re reflection and representation that the disciples were going to bring this 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 new uh, supernatural um, <laughs> what's the word um, infusion into the earth if that's the right word um, started in the house where they were sitting so they were they were meeting in a house and that's where it all happened that's where it started and then in Acts chapter 8 verse 3 it says and Saul began ravaging this church so now that the church was being persecuted and he was assaulting believers entering house of the house and dragging off men and women putting them in prison so the house became was a very focal point in in the community and the community setting and how they actually met together. This wasn't unusual. That's what they did. Um, but now the, the it facilitated what they did, what the, the community, what the culture uh, did was actually facilitate now the ecclesia. This was the gathering of the called out ones, the believers, and, and listen, you're not called out to stay out. That's the problem. We like these little sanctuary kind of situations where we, where we build a little, our little city and our little empires, and we never go back. We, we need to be in the marketplace. We are the church in the marketplace. He calls us out, sends us back. And so we need to understand that. And uh, so we also have this... It's a citywide church, so all the believers of a city would be referred to as uh, the churches of Asia. Um, and then there could be, um, in 1619, hang on, uh, you know, so we got the churches in Asia. Then we've got the um, um, church in a city, then a church in a region. So we have like Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, Acts 9.31. Um, it says, so the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoy peace uh, without persecution. So um, those were all um, those were all the, the uh, churches from, from that whole region 
um, or those different regions enjoyed peace together. So those were all the believers, all the Jesus followers, all the um, disciples in those areas um, were referred to as the church in the re in that region. Okay, so um, and then we've got um, church in the whole world, of course, Ephesians chapter five verse twenty-five, where it says, "Just as Christ also loved the church." So um, there's the th that's really how where and and how they meet. So you can have you can have believers meeting as ecclesia. Um, well, they meet in the home, obviously, and then they meet citywide, they meet um, regionally, and uh, and then they also meet, can, it's also referred to as in the whole world. So um, that's what I want to leave you with at this point in time, and we'll get back to looking at the, at the uh, four broad types of church next week, um, the four key pillars, and we'll be looking at there. And um, and uh, that will um, bring some more insight for you. So I'm going to be working with the, with the material from this book, but I'm also going to be inserting my own um, insights as well, and just to help you uh, and give understanding in this area. I'd love to have your comments and your insights um, if you'd love to share that with me and pop me an email or a, or a voice message on Anchor. That would be great. But thank you for being with us tonight, and I, I trust and pray that um, you'll, you'll begin to get some insight into what this is all about, um, what the church is all about, and who you are <laughs> as the church of Jesus Christ. Um, lots of love from my side and uh, lots of blessings, and uh, please pray for a family, uh, friends of ours here, um, that uh, the... Um, the father and the husband was uh, just uh, gone to be with the Lord um, the day before yesterday, and so, or yeah, the day before yesterday. So we uh, uh, we just thinking of them and praying for them. So please keep them in mind, and uh, please also pray for the for the uh, leaders um, in rural um, areas of Africa who are really hungry for for teaching and for instruction and impartation regarding leadership. Um, and uh, I, I'm really trusting God to be able to. I've been a few times to Malawi. Obviously, I'm from Africa, so um, so I love Africa. I love the people of Africa. And I've been back a few times to um, to do some leadership stuff in in Malawi. And uh, and so these uh, brothers from Kenya and Uganda and uh, and various other places also Zambia and Malawi, asking me to come back. And, and so we just trust in God that God will make a way for, for me to be able to get back there and um, do equipping of the leaders on that side. All right, so until next time, this is Sean saying uh, God bless you and have a super, super week.